0: This is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 75, Difficult Conversations. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you, and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. I hope you are all creating a beautiful week for yourselves. I was just thinking this morning about a time when my husband and I were in Hawaii and we got into an elevator and we rode up the elevator. And then this gentleman who had been riding up the elevator with us stepped out and he turned around and he said, make a beautiful day. And it, really struck me because so often we just tell people to have a good day, but he said, make a beautiful day. And if you are on my mailing list, you might notice that I sign off with make a beautiful day because that just impacted me so much. It helped me to understand that we are creating our lives. We create our days. We decide whether we have a good day or not. So I hope you are making a beautiful week. I hope you are on my mailing list. If you're not, then you could just head over to my website and you can sign up for it. Leah Davidson Life Coaching because I send you actually updates about what's happening on the podcast and little updates about other offerings that I have. And I remind you to make a beautiful day. So I hope you're making a beautiful week. Anyhow, continuing with the theme of communication this month, I thought I would dedicate an episode to what happens when there is a communication breakdown. Now we talked a couple episodes back about communication breakdown in terms of communication disability. But today I just wanna talk about some of the common breakdowns we have in communication and more specifically when you need to have a difficult conversation with somebody. That is usually where I see people struggling. Sometimes people will have a hard time having an emotional conversation and a lot of what I'm going to talk about will apply to that. Now, most of us are okay when we have to share good news or have a casual conversation, although sometimes we do need to improve our skills with that too. So you may find that some of the things I'm going to share with you today are applicable for that as well. I'm actually going to divide these skills and techniques or the things that I'm offering to you that you may want to think about into three sections. So what you can do before a communication exchange, what you can do during a communication exchange, and what you can do after a communication exchange. So let's first look at before the exchange. I want to share with you a few principles that are helpful to remember Before you get into really any kind of conversation with anybody, but especially if you know it's going to be emotionally charged or it's difficult or it's something you're not looking forward to, I want you to try to remember some of these principles. The first one is that people may get upset at you for bringing things up or for saying things and it's really okay. People are allowed to feel upset. Remember, though, that they may be upset because their brain is giving them upsetting thoughts and it's really not about you. Now, at the same time, we know we don't want to just say, oh, who cares if you get upset? I'm just stating my truth. We do want to be cognizant that it is hard to manage your mind and emotions, and it's very likely that what you're going to talk about may be hard to hear, or you may know that it's going to be upsetting. And while you can be as kind as possible, you can't really control what other people think. And that's key for you to remember. You cannot control other people. So you don't want to try to be controlling them by manipulating what you're saying either. Just accept that there will be some conversations that the other person is going to be upset by and that's okay. Now, the second thing you want to remember is you are also allowed to feel upset or angry. And you wanna have compassion for your own feelings and allow your own feelings. But you do wanna get into what I would call a clean space to have a conversation. Because if you come at a conversation from a place of anger or hostility, then you're not likely going to be feeling great and the other person is gonna sense that and your conversation may not get very far. So you wanna be in tune with your own emotions. It's okay to allow them, but before engaging in a conversation, you want to try to clean up your thoughts and get to a more clean and managed state. The third thing that you can do is decide ahead of time, how you want to feel. How do you want to show up? Be clear on who you want to be and how you want to be. Then however that is, Work your mind and your thoughts to get yourself into that space before you have the conversation. And there are some really helpful emotions to try to create beforehand. I love trying to create emotions like curiosity and compassion. And even confusion could be a good emotion if you really don't understand something. Rather than thinking somebody is deliberately doing something, you can just be confused about why they're doing that thing. So, you want to try to coach yourself to get to these emotions that will likely lead you to a more productive conversation curiosity, compassion, even confusion. Now, the fourth thing to consider is if it's a close relationship, you may want to think bigger picture. You may want to go into the conversation remembering you love this person and you really are on the same team. You may want to be more focused then on having a relationship than on being right, because really most of the time, let's face it, you are both right and you are both wrong. And that I find is really helpful to remember I'm right and I am wrong and they are right and they are wrong. So think bigger picture. Fifth thing is get really clear on the facts. Notice there's a lot of thought work that needs to be done before any kind of challenging conversation. And that's why it's so important to have a regular practice of thought work and managing your mind. So I would encourage you to write some things down so you can really get clear on the facts versus the story. What is the math? What is the drama? Do you know just pulling apart what facts are versus story or thoughts? This alone is life-changing and it can definitely help set the stage for a much more productive conversation. Now the sixth thing you can do, see, I told you there's tons of things that you can do before a conversation, but the sixth thing is you want to get clear on what your intention or goal is in having the conversation, because that's really going to change your preparation as well as what you do during the the conversation. You want to get clear on who the audience is. Are you having a conversation with a spouse, a child, a neighbor, a boss, a friend, because you're going to show up differently. Then you want to look at why you need to have the conversation. Is it because you need something? Is it because you want something? Is it because you've done something wrong or that you feel they have done something wrong? You need to get clear on why you want to have the conversation. What's your motivation? And be very clear with yourself because sometimes our motivation is we want to change the other person. That's not necessarily the best motivation to have a conversation. Once you know why you want to have the conversation, then you'll want to look at what the desired outcome is. What would a successful conversation look like? How would you determine if it's successful or not? What would the best result be? What would the worst result be? What is the most likely result? Anticipate these things and get your brain ready for them. Again, we can't control other people. We usually can't change them either. Now we can try to influence them sometimes. And I want you to think of controlling, it's like demanding and telling, whereas influencing is like offering and inviting. So going into a conversation where you're offering and inviting, you're going to have much better results than going in demanding and telling. Now the seventh thing, and this is such an important one, you always want to regulate yourself you want to be checking in with your nervous system. If you are in a stress response, you will lose access to your thinking skills. So you want to get to a place of calm and being operating from a regulated state that rests and digests. So that means checking in with your body and evaluating your safety. So the first thing when we regulate is we ask ourselves, am I safe? Am I empirically safe? Am I in any danger here? Is there a reason why this stress response needs to be activated? And for most of the time, when it's about a conversation, you are safe. Next, you want to check in with your body. How does your body feel? Does it feel tense, tight? Then you want to look, how can I do things to calm my nervous system? maybe some deep breathing, maybe totally relaxing your body, like going into the rag doll. Remember that when you're in the conversation, you're likely going to get all jacked up again. So expect to have to regulate yourself over and over. Every difficult conversation, you want to be anchoring yourself with breath and trying to relax the muscle tension so that you can get to that state of rest and digest so that then you can access your thinking skills. Now, lastly, number eight, get consent before even starting a conversation. Is this a good time to talk? When would be a good time? Because we don't want to have a conversation if the person is not able to. When somebody is in the middle of their own tornado, it's not the time for you to suggest that you want to talk about something you want to talk about. So get their consent. Is this a good time to talk? That's a lot of stuff that you could do to prepare for a conversation. It may seem like it's overdone or it's a little too much, but the more prepared you are, the better the conversation will be. And if you've done enough preparation and you've managed your mind are coming to the table, then in a clean space, then the results of the conversation will actually even matter less to you. Now, of course you want the conversation to be a success. But you also know that you're in charge of your own emotions. So if it does not go well, you're still in charge and you can handle it. And it's also kind of neat to see how much you can do on your own ahead of time to have a successful conversation. That is really empowering. All right. Now, what can you do during the conversation? Well, the first place to start is being upfront with the person and setting the stage. I want to share something with you and it's difficult for me to share. Now, this may require some vulnerability on your part, but it can also help you connect. It shows respect and love. And you may even want to share why you want to have the conversation. I want to have it because I'm out of love, I'm out of concern. Highlight the importance, be authentic, be real. Now, next, you may want to do a bit of what they call the sandwich approach, where you share something with them that's good. And this can kind of cushion things. You don't want to be over the top, but you don't have to come in with a hard start. Start off with something a little bit softer. Maybe it's giving them some information about something that you're happy with or that you notice that they're doing well about. After you've cushioned it just a little bit, then you can start by sharing the facts. And this is why your pre-work is so important. You've gotten clean on what's fact and what's story. You wanna just share the facts and you wanna to try to eliminate the dramatic language. Be boring, be factual, try to lose the judgment. If they get upset right away, just stick to the facts. And you wanna be specific. Share the facts and then you wanna share why these facts are a problem. And you can also share the impact that these things could have on the future. You wanna be as transparent as possible. Watching your words, you want to be careful you're not using like black and white words where you're always this or you're never this because generally people are not always or never. And we want to make sure that we give room that there's a lot of shades of gray in between. When you are telling the facts, make sure you're telling all the facts. And that includes asking yourself, okay, what else is true? You want to share that too. Because the truth that you're sharing is always going to have two sides of it. Maybe you're having a challenging conversation because something is not going well, but the whole truth is not everything's not going well. There are some things that are going okay or going well. So share the whole truth. And this will likely lead you to sharing a much more balanced perspective. Now, another thing that is so important is to stick to one topic or situation at a time. Don't be pulling in everything and piling it all up. You want to remain solution focused and you're not gonna be able to solve a problem by bringing up more problems. And this is something that, often can happen. You'll be in a conversation, maybe you're having an argument with something, you maybe will feel like, oh, I don't have enough ground. So you start to pull in another issue where you can prove that the other person doesn't know what they're talking about for this other issue. Keep them separate. Deal with one thing at a time. Maybe there are multiple issues to deal with, but you don't have to deal with them all at once. You want to stay focused. You're going to have a much more productive conversation if you can deal with one challenge at a time. Next, you really also want to pay attention to the nonverbal. Watch your body language. What message is it sending? Is it consistent with the words that are coming out? So you want to be more mindful of what's going on in your body. You also remind yourself how you want to show up. What feeling would keep this conversation on track? Remember the feelings, curiosity, compassion, confusion. These are some of the key emotions. You may have to be reminding yourself. Am I being curious? Am I being compassionate? Am I showing my confusion as opposed to being judgmental? And then lastly, you want to let them know what your ask is. What are you hoping the end result of this conversation will be? How do you hope that they respond? While you can't control and you can't demand, you certainly can make requests and explain why you're requesting what you're requesting. So you want to be clear about that. What is it that you are asking at the end of this conversation? And all along, you've got to be regulating. Stop, pause, breathe, relax, remind yourself who you want to be, constantly, constantly regulating. Now, after you have shared, then they will likely want to respond. So there are some things that you may want to think about while the person is responding. So this is still taking place during the conversation. You've already shared your thing. Now you are in listening mode, and that is the mode you want to get to. Stephen Covey always talked about seeking to understand before being understood. Seek to understand them. Let go of being right and seek understanding instead. When they are sharing things with you, ask yourself what you're making them mean. You can also ask yourself what the kindest, most loving thing is that you can do. Because remember, you want to be kind and loving toward the other person and yourself. I often like to ask myself, am I having my own back? And remember, it's okay if they're upset, let them have their voice. You also, in addition to managing your own stress response, be aware of what might be happening to the other person too, because they probably are having difficulty regulating themselves as well. And acknowledge their perspective. Show appreciation for them for having the conversation with you. And then you can talk about any follow-up that you can agree upon. So when you are coming to a difficult conversation, you likely will be first the one to share what you're asking or share what your challenge is. But you really want to make sure you flip into that listening mode where you're listening to try to understand and not listening to try to be right. Now, after the conversation, you really just need to accept whatever their decision was, whether it was what you hoped for or not. You get to decide what you make their decision, their choice, their response. You get to decide what you make it mean and you get to decide how you want to react to their response. So again, back to thought management. You've got to clean up your thoughts. You are responsible for your own emotions regardless of what they say. Whether you deem the conversation is a success or not a success, you still are responsible for your own emotions. And you'll likely need to regulate yourself again and again. Notice you're doing this all the way through. That's what we need to do as humans. We're constantly going back and forth between the states, Of being stressed and then regulating ourselves to get to rest and relaxation. So, it can also be really helpful to review the interaction after you've had it. And you can ask yourself what went well, what didn't go well, and what would you do differently? Because we can always learn from every exchange that we have. You want to be looking and first congratulating yourself on what went well acknowledging that some things didn't go so well and then thinking how would you improve it the next time. Now, regardless of the outcome, you want to be doing these things, congratulating yourself for showing up and doing the work. And if you mess up or don't do it perfectly, that's okay. You want to have that self-compassion. You're learning. You're a work in progress. You will get better and better the more you practice and the more you regulate and choose to live your life with intention. You are meant to mess up and you are meant to keep trying. So, hopefully, the next time you have some challenging conversations, you will find some of these tips useful. Do the preparation up front, get your mind into a good place. Decide ahead of time how you want to show up and who you want to be. Decide what you're hoping to get out of the conversation, regulate yourself all the way through. When you're sharing a conversation, make sure you stick to the facts. Don't be dragging in every other thing that you can think of. Seek to understand their perspective. Let everybody have all the emotions that they want to have. They can own them all. You're responsible for your own. They're responsible for theirs. And afterwards, accept what the result is and evaluate what went well what didn't go so well, and what you could do differently. Hopefully you found some of these tips helpful and you'll be able to integrate them in your next difficult conversation. Have a wonderful week, or I should say, make a wonderful week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching.